0: I do have to find about blowing up, you know what I'm saying? Like, feeling better, living better, better location.
1: What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please. Are you Who are you rooting for tonight?
0: I'm rooting for um, everybody black. Betting on black I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everybody, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkAndSpill.com and I'm really excited because it's New Year's and it's 2022. I'm actually recording this in 2021 so like you can't imagine. I'm so pumped for this new year and I'm so glad that it's finally here. And I hope that you are too. So this is the relaunch of Network and Spill. I haven't had episodes in so long. And I wanted to make sure that I not only start this reboot, this relaunch off with an amazing episode, but I also want to start the year off with a really solid conversation that hopefully inspires you not only today and whenever you come back to this, but like throughout the year. I really hope that this episode gives you and pours into you in ways that you just, you know, you weren't even expecting. So I'm excited. Hopefully you are ready. I'm, I'm actually getting ready to introduce you to one of, I would say one of my favorite people that I've met online and on Clubhouse over the last year or so. I haven't been connected with Natalie that long. Actually, I met her through a group, one of the groups that I'm in, and she is just I mean, a powerhouse and a light, like an actual light and her strength and her determination. I mean, it is, I would not have a guest on this show who wasn't amazing to start us off for 2022. Like I wouldn't. And so I'm really honored and just, I'm so full of gratitude that she has decided to grace this show at the top of the year. we're going to talk about... Getting yourself ready, getting yourself ready, getting your life ready, getting your business ready, getting your mind, everything ready to have a year of just the best manifestations you could possibly think of. Um, And Natalie's going to talk a little bit about her and her business, right? She's a business consultant. She's a performance coach. She is a powerful and dynamic speaker. She is a mom and a friend and just an incredible person. So without further ado, hello, Miss Natalie.
1: Wow, what a beautiful introduction. Yes, I am super excited to be here with you, Whitney. And yes, you are one of the persons that I've met on this year, 2021, on Clubhouse that has completely opened my mind, changed the way I see things, and impressed this positive vibration on me. You know, your introduction on your podcast, it says you're a free spirit. And I was like, yeah, you know, Whitney is a free spirit if I ever knew one. So thank you so much for having me on here. Let's go.
0: Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So I want people to know, and, and people are going to see, like you guys are going to see why I like Natalie so much. And by the way, if you have your cell phones out real quick, just make sure you catch Natalie on Instagram real, just real fast while we're talking. It's obviously in the show notes, right? All of my notes, all of the links, all of the IG handles and all of that is in the show notes. But if you've got your phone out already, go over to Instagram and type in winning, that's W-I-N-N-I-N-G, Natalie, N-A-T-A-L-I-E, and follow, follow Natalie right now. So just so you know who I'm talking about, you can put a face to a voice and you can check out all of her stuff here. She You can tell in her bio, she's got another Instagram account linked, the, um, at, Life Architect Society, right? That's her business page. Follow both and just tap in, like make sure you're tapped in. And if you get a second during this episode, screenshot yourself listening. You can either take like a selfie, you can screenshot your cell phone, you can screenshot Natalie, whatever you want to screenshot, but screenshot yourself listening and then tag us so we can send some love back to you for tuning in and taking the time and also for the relaunch of network and spill. So without, without further ado, let's talk about you, Natalie. So I'm on your page. Some of our listeners are on your Instagram right now. Tell us what we are seeing. Tell us a little bit more about who you are besides what I've already said.
1: Okay, so what you won't find, or you may find on my page, is that I love swimming. I love nature. I enjoy my home. What you'll find on my page is that I have children. So I'm a mother of four. My oldest is 22, and he's out of the house. He has his first child, who is also a junior, Nathaniel Jr., And um, so that makes me a glamour. (laughs) And my three youngest, so I have two boys, two girls. What you may see on there is that I'm beginning to explore sharing the fun side of me on social. Uh, I've never been comfortable opening that side to the world. And my 13-year-old daughter has been helping me with creating reels, you know, not taking myself so serious. Because when people get to know me, they're like, oh my God, you're so funny, or you're so this. And and it's like, well, what did you expect? And then I realized wh- whatever I was showing on social media just made me seem so serious, I suppose. So I'm I'm fun, I'm outgoing. I'm probably not as free spirited as um uh, Whitney, even though I'm a f I'm a flow person, so I love nature. So I'll go outside and ride my bike in the middle of the day every single day. When we talk about morning routine, I'll share some more on that. I love going to the movies, uh, Whitney. I oh if you haven't yet guessed it, yes, you heard an accent. I am originally from Kingston, Jamaica. After that, I went to Europe and I lived there for just under uh, two years. And then I came from Europe, I went back to Jamaica, and then I came to the US for college. So I started college later with me. I didn't start college until I was almost 19 years old because I took a couple of years off before going to college. So, yeah.
0: I mean, I love your IG page and I, I love the fun part, and I love the nature and I love the fashion. Uh, I've never really been into fashion, but I feel like I've learned to love fashion because all the people, a lot of the people that I am around appreciated so much. And I love art and I love beauty and I love just so many different things about like just women, you know, and the way that you carry yourself and the confidence. And like, I just love that. I absolutely love it. So your page is, it is fun. I think it's fun and I think it's professional and it's pretty. So there's a lot about you here that I think people can gather. But I think what intrigues me the most is that I've had the pleasure of learning a lot more about you over the last several months that really has, I mean, your story is absolutely incredible. All the things that you've been through, all of the things that, you know, you have persevered from and just your story. It's, it's incredible. And I love that you've shared that with me in the short time that I've kind of known you and that I feel like there's just, there's so much depth and there's just so much behind who you are today, right? With the person that we see today, the woman that we see today on Instagram and on Clubhouse and you know, speaking events and just whatever, right? You are somebody that has been through the fire and you are here today and you're still moving forward despite all that's come through. I just feel like you're definitely an inspiration, but you are in a way that transcends just the past, you know, the past and past lives almost. I think you're one of those people who have lived lives, like multiple lives in this life. And you still stand firm in your faith and in who you are. And you're not doing it alone, right? You're bringing people with you, you're teaching as you go, and you're helping people behind you, around you, next to you, and in front of you. And I think that's really, really, really beautiful. So can you tell us and the people listening who may not know your story and your background, some of the things that have kind of got you? where you are today in your entrepreneurship journey?
1: Ooh, Lord, we don't have a whole lot of time. So I'm going to skim a lot. And one of the things your guests will learn about me is you could listen to me talk at least 365 days and learn something new about me every single time. Because my, as Whitney said, I've I'm one of those persons that, you know, I've gone through uh, some stuff and definitely lived several life, not just before this life, but during this lifetime, I've had several very extremely different life. So I'm super grateful for all of them, to be honest. Uh, So I was born in Kingston, Jamaica. My biological mother, originally from Cuba, when she came to Jamaica, her biological mother abandoned her. So she grew up very rural with no education. Sometime the Jamaican government got into something with the U S government. And so what my mother was in business with was she farmed marijuana. And so she went from being very successful, no education to losing everything. And so she became like a, what you guys would call a a helper, someone who takes care of the house for someone cleans house, a housemaid, And so she became that for who would become my father, who I would never really truly meet as my father. And so While she was pregnant with me she knew she couldn't keep me because she couldn't afford me because she was really poor like dirt poor and she had uh, some of my siblings before so when i was born a twin i was the only surviving twin and so she had made an arrangement with a gentleman whose wife couldn't have children they gave me away at six so at six i don't know if it was the middle of the night but what from what i can remember it was so dark it seemed like the middle of the night she woke me up And with whatever I was wearing, a dress, you know, a slipper and three changes of underwear and another dress, she said, that's it. Let's go. I'm going to give you to this man. You've got to listen to everything he says. I will come for you on the weekend. Weekend never comes. So I end up being raised by this man and his wife. During that period, uh, I start to suffer from anxiety and depression. It is undiagnosed because in my community where I was born in Jamaica and where I grew up, Mental health is not a thing. It's not, we're not aware of it. You know, it's not something we discuss, and anxiety and depression is not known. And so I'm struggling with anxiety and depression, and without ever watching television, I'm now dealing with thoughts of suicide, something that's never been explained. I've never seen it. I don't know it. I don't even know the word, but I know the thoughts. And so this is at nine years old after my first experience with molestation. And um, and so I'm bullied. Right. So if you look on my Instagram, I share something about being bullied by a group of children and I I actually I'm scolded. And another word for that is being beaten by my foster dad because he was disappointed that I was letting someone else bully me and he beat me. But then he sat me down and he gave me the story of the lion and the mouse. And he taught me that even though the line was bigger and his roar was louder that when he got something in his foot it was a mouse who could take it out and to learn that no one is better than you regardless of their size and their volume but to respect all people and honor all people and be a respecter of nobody as higher or lower and never be intimidated by anyone well that would form my personality or the base of what would be my personality for a long time, trying to fight my way ahead because I'm a mixed child in a predominantly dark society that sees mixed kids as getting privileged. The problem is I don't have privilege because I am poor. And the minute the neighbors find out where I'm from, they tell their kids not to play with me. Fast forward, I get to high school, I learn to swim, see a pool for the first time, use all my lunch money, take after-school lessons and learn to swim and join the national swimming team, which exposes me to a lot of amazing kids uh, whose parents are diplomats and politicians. And that exposed me to the world of business. One of my friends later on, her name's Danielle Ohayan, her mother worked for one of the wealthiest, well, the wealthiest family in the Caribbean and they own, a, they own a conglomerate, right? And so I would then go and work as an intern among the many things that I did That's one of the other uh, jobs that I would get. And in that particular experience, I learned to sit in room with executives because what happened is on one day when they were trying to decide on the next line of products, my friend's mother threw my name out. And because she was the executive assistant to the head of the conglomerate, her words had weight. And she realized that you know it was an opportunity for me and she put me in the room and that being in that room would open up opportunity for me when I got to college here in the U.S. Eventually, I came to the U.S. My second foster mother was one of the executives or one of the, you would say, directors of the USAID, Aid, which is a part of the embassy in Jamaica. They represent the U.S. government, state government. So she would become my foster mother after I was homeless for a year, 15 years old, right? Mm-hmm. And... Because of being connected to her, I got an opportunity to come here and study for a year. And after that year, I was pretty much on my own. So during that time, I got this hustle in my gut to go after scholarships, to get jobs, to get internship. Mind you, I am on a regular F1 visa. So I don't qualify for 99.999% of scholarship. And I definitely don't qualify for loan. And so that's one of the reasons I've never had a student loan. I ended up with 50 scholarships. And um, I'm skipping over a lot of things. I ended up in one of my scholarship programs that I ended up in was started by Gordon Macklin, who is one of the original founders of the NASDAQ, which was, you know, before we have all these different trading platforms, NASDAQ was the first over-the-counter trading and was juxtaposed to New York Stock Exchange. So he started this program. And in this program, we had a board of mentorship. And i that was the first time I started writing business plans. Every Saturday, I would go into the community of uh, District of Columbia because my school was in Maryland. And I would write business plans for ex-convicts, uh, people who were once on the street. And we would leverage that business plan to get them loan based on microfinance and fund that we also had to manage. We also ran our own Starbucks. We competed nationally. So that really gave me this broad sense, right? Just to give you a clue, one of the people on the board at the time was the owner of Blockbuster, you know, and we had um, members who were owners of local banks that they would then strategically sell to the bigger banks like the Wells Fargo and the Bank of America. And this was the era, this is between the 2002 and the 2008. This was the era where a lot of local banks were being sold. So I got to see a lot of that firsthand as well as competing firsthand. And then, you know, um, one of my scholarships took me to Morgan State University, where I represented the school on their honors program. But specifically, I was sponsored by Thurgood Marshall Fund. And so I would represent the school by traveling to different events. And I would uh, meet people like June Ambrose, who would you know uh, teach us about grooming and We would meet uh, different people who would groom us on how to show up in a room and eat, you know. And then I was recruited by a program known as SEO, which is Sponsors for Educational Opportunity, which was the original program that took minorities from Ivy League University and gave them a spot on Wall Street and made sure that they didn't just go to Wall Street, they were mentored. But in this particular year, which was, I want to say, 2004, they were actually opening up their doors to HBCU. And that year I got in, I was one of the class of 300 and I was placed at Credit Suisse and that was my entry into Wall Street as an intern and then as a full-time worker. And while we were with SEO, we would meet different organizations every Friday. We would have breakfast and this was our opportunity to meet people who are strategically in the organization who were ex-SEO members or people who were champions of the organization or as well as the heads of the banks or their representatives. And we would network and this network would allow us to to put ourselves in position to negotiate uh, positions into different banks. And so that led me to Lehman Brothers. You know, it was Merrill Lynch, Goldman Sachs, Lehman Brothers. I chose Lehman Brothers. And then uh, by 2007, I got an offer. Well, I had an offer two years prior, but in 2007, I finally accepted the offer to Ernst & Young. And so in 2007, I went to Ernst Young with Lehman Brothers as one of my main clients. And as you know, in 2008, Lehman Brothers was liquidated. And I was a part of that deal that helped to carve them out. So I worked on some really strategic deals. I worked on Wall Street for a few years. And then when I came off, I worked with Ernst & Young, with my clients being mainly Wall Street Bank, investment bank, broker dealers. Uh, I did a little hedge fund, but that wasn't really my thing, as well as I worked with biotech. And later on, when I came back, I would work on media deals, like Chairman Media took them public, working on things like S1 documentation. So You know, I went on and I worked as a consultant for a national organization later on, working with government as well as non-government. So I got to work on NAACP. I I got to see an audit with them and put them in position to be able to raise more funding and clean up um, their structure. When Puffy sold to Macy's, we worked on a deal to see that structure happen. So I worked on some really unique things. And then later on, I started doing entrepreneurship, started around 2010. I founded my first company then. You know, I've been working on with entrepreneurs since 2005, but started my own business in 2010. And that was a production company. I wrote several television screenplays for Jamaica, as well as a documentary for the National Integrity Action in Jamaica. Uh so when I say I'm a little bit well rounded, I'm a little bit well rounded.
0: <laughs> yes, you are. Definitely. And the experience, I mean, it's 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 cool because I think we as business people whether you're an entrepreneur or you're in corporate like you can tell how certain experiences help frame and shape a person and it's really cool to see how that that works for other people right and their background especially for somebody who's you know moved around as as much as you have in so many different ways and been in so many different dynamic situations whether it's you know school whether it's work whether it's home life and then meeting different people along the way, and then just using that to kind of build yourself up. So, I'm really glad that you went into your background and you talked a little bit about what you've done. And, you know, that is the, the short and sweet version. But to your point in the beginning, right, we could talk to you every day and learn something new. And I love that about interacting with people. And that's one of the reasons why I love having the show so much because I want to have conversations that we don't get to have by just seeing your Instagram or by seeing you on a clubhouse stage talking about something. That to me is what makes this special is having this platform to be able to, you know, converse and we can learn from each other and and hear bits and pieces of someone's story and relate it back to us and let, let it be a reflection back to us. So I guess I'm curious from you, who were some people as you were going through different things in your life, whether it was in your teenage years, your, your childhood years, um, your young adult years, your business years, who are some people that you continue to look up to or somebody even today that may be relatively new to you that you really look up to and admire?
1: Oh, uh, this is an excellent question. So I always talk about my four mothers, my biological mother, my two foster mothers, and my spiritual mother, my biological mother, because she taught me how to persevere and how to make something out of nothing. Uh, She taught me how to be fierce and fearless uh, and bold, right? And do not give a damn. And then my foster mom, she introduced me to spirituality and religion. And then from there, I would find my own way, right? And then my second foster mom, she introduced me to wealth. I never understood or the concept of wealth. I knew there were rich people because I went to private schools coming up, right? But I I never understood it from the inside. I just know, wow, they're rich. Their house is big, they have a pool, they have drivers. But then when I started living with her, I had drivers. (laughs) You know, I was that person. I was that girl, you know, and but it wasn't just about rich for money. It was culture. You know, I was groomed, I was trained, I I got a bird's eye view into what life and lifestyle looked like, not just from a money and you know, it wasn't until Instagram, I started showing stuff, but I wasn't, we were not raised to show anything and we don't discuss money. You know, it's all about class. Right. So even my Instagram, like I cringe, like if she, if she ever goes on Instagram, I'd probably shut my whole thing down because that would literally (laughs) make her upset to see that I am like that. It's like, it's outrageous. My Instagram, uh, if she ever saw it, but she taught me that she taught me about You know, about building wealth, and I think she's a badass. I mean, one of her trainings that she went on, you know, because she was head of USAID for several countries, right? And she's lived in every continent in the world. And she's she was at the top of her game when she left the USAID. And one of her trainings that she told me when she was at in Afghanistan was driving while shooting. And I know you call yourself lovingly a military brat, but she was raised that way too, right? As a military brat. So to see this older woman, you know, in her 60s, high sixties, learning to drive while shooting and living in pretty much a box because that's how they lived in Afghanistan when she was there, and still be gentle enough to take to rescue dogs from the street and feed the poor and still be willing to go to the Buddhist temple and spend time and still go to church with us because, you know, we believe in different things. I mean, she is to me the epitome. And then there's my spiritual mother who gave me my first hug when I was in my, I think I was about 26 or 27 years old when I got my first non-sexual hug where somebody just hugged me and helped me. And I could literally feel love so she to me is a hero because she shows love in spite of the life that she's experienced. She's not bitter. She's not cold. She's not savage, and that I I, I epitomize that, and I want to walk in that and be and behold that. So I would say all four of those women are women that I look up to and and feel like their blood runs through my vein every single day.
0: I love that. I love that. Yeah, just different things that you take and you learn and you receive from different people, and it opens your eyes. I think that's really cool. I definitely think that's really cool. I really encourage everyone listening to think about what their answer would be to that question. I'm literally sitting here like, yeah, that is a really good question. Let me think about it too. I think what's interesting is we have people that when we're growing up that we look up to, right? And then as we get older, uh, it's interesting because sometimes the people today the same, but maybe the lessons shift, uh, where we start to realize what people told us when we were younger is true, or, and, or, right, we meet new people that reflect back things that point back to people that we used to know, or just, you know, new people in general, like, there's so many different ways that you can be inspired. And so I'm really glad that you shared that with us. And I I ask everyone to reflect on it. If you're into journaling, this may be something to journal about. uh, Because I think, Having that knowledge, that fortitude, and that gratitude is important as we move forward. As you were speaking, Natalie, I love how it seems that you're quite rooted in who you are and you've definitely done a lot of the inner work. So when we talk about, right, your whole thing right now has been at least even in December of 2021, when we were doing your five-day challenge, I want you to talk to us a little bit about that five-day challenge that you still have um, so that we can start looking at how this work, doing this work, doing this inner work, and this reflection can help us to manifest an amazing year for 2022. Can you go into that a little bit? absolutely whitney so the five-day challenge that i created several motives
1: behind that right the original motive was um somewhat selfish i was tired of seeing people spending money going to a coach whether it's me or another coach and they just had not done the inner work and so i coach coaches and consultants and i would hear them complain all the time you know this person is coming for x but they haven't done the work in Y area. And most of the time it was mindset. Most of the time it was in a healing. It was dealing with trauma. It was dealing with fear. It was dealing with imposter syndrome. And mind you, even as you expand in your career, you'll experience imposter syndrome at different levels. But I'm talking about raw, raw stuff, right? Um, Wanting to raise their prices, but don't even understand their own self-value and self-worth. And it's like, well, it's a mismatch for me. So I was talking to one of my clients last night, who I just went took through this process. And she was saying, Natalie, you know, I'm just so grateful for you. She makes just under $500,000 a year. Okay. She's been in business for 33 years, very successful, right? She's in Calabasas, um, not Calabasas. She's in, oh, Orange County, California. Uh, she's married. Her husband is extremely successful, right? And she's a marathon runner. I mean, if you look at her body, it's just banging, right? And so for by all means, that's check, 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 check. She has the most fabulous vacations, right? And so we would, as a society, look on her. She's a high performer. She's a high achiever. She's successful. But she, when she came to me, it wasn't about what she had. It was about where she desired to go. And most of us are so caught up in celebrating what we have that we miss out on becoming who we can be for where we're looking to go. You know, the the, the purpose that we're looking to accomplish will require us to stretch. It will require us to go into areas that we thought was or mud that we thought was or challenges that we thought was impossible was that we thought we lacked capacity for god doesn't normally uh if you believe in god i do uh you know take you into a space where you're comfortable most of the time when you're moving into the next level it's going to require you to move in a space where you're weak where you lack capacity, that's why you have coaches and mentors and therapists and counselors and support groups and communities like the one that uh, Whitney is building, right? So I want People to understand that they are going to have to do some level of work. But she said to me, you know, people look up to me and they come to me, but I have so much more growing to do. The things that you've been having me do, I'm developing her vernacular has changed. Her mindset has changed. I mean, next week we're looking at her business numbers before she has a great, brilliant accountant, but I'm literally going to bring her through how to understand her own books so that she can feel comfortable when people talk to her about her numbers and not just have people talk at her. But she can truly be the CEO. So one of the things that I discover when these persons come to me is that there's some areas of that are on tap. Like there's some area of legacy that they have not yet moved into. For instance, someone said, I realize now that I accomplish a lot, but I have never, I'm not really pursuing the things that I truly desire because it seems so hard. And so what I go for, the quick wins. The things that are simple for me, for her, running a marathon is easy. For her, going on this five diamond trip, you know, multiple, a continent, multiple countries, easy. For her, doing um, under $500,000 is easy. But for somebody else that's hard, her hard is, taking up space to go to the next level, her heart is developing this thing that God has shown her that looks like, oh girl, remember you didn't do this, remember you weren't this, remember you. So how can we help those people then become aware of the areas that have intimidated them, the areas that have caused trauma and pain and become aware of those so they know what are the hidden frameworks that have been making these decisions for them. A lot of time when you talk to people, they go, oh, that's just my personality. Oh, that's just how I am. Oh, I've just always been this way. Oh, it's just always my preference. Oh, I've always done it this way. But they've never stopped to understand that they have a subconscious system and a super conscious system, and that those systems are making automatic decisions before they can even think. So they think they're making decisions, or they think that they're actively thinking. But the truth is, the thinking process has already been done, maybe not even by them, but by A system that they don't even agree with, giving them results that they don't necessarily even want, and bringing them in a a direction that they don't even necessarily want to go. So, the five day challenge helps you to become aware of those hidden systems, it helps you to understand what your desire for your true legacy is. Uh, I've been told by people that day one stumps them, I've been told by people that day two stumps them, understanding what you really need. A lot of people say, I want to earn six figures. Well, what? in the six figures do you need? What would it take for you to go to six figure? What would your team look like? What kind of life would that present to you? Because earning six figure doesn't mean you get six figure, you know? So I bring you through a set of questions that once you answer them for yourself, it will put you in a new space to be clear in terms of who you are, what you desire. Also, I have one day where you're auditing your relationships. I got to a point in life where, Whitney, my picker was so freaking sharp. I was picking the same guy, different name, different country, you know, maybe different height. But I mean, down to the point where their birthdays were one day apart, like years later, and still same personality. And they came, they didn't seem the same. It wasn't like, you know, they were wearing their pants a certain way or they worked in a, I mean, completely different background. But once I got to know them, it was the same person. I needed to audit myself. What was I looking for in a relationship? Why did I keep attracting those things? What were the things that these people brought? Was it mutually beneficial? Was it profitable? Was it bringing me forward? Was I the person at the core of this attraction factor? Or is it that I believe something in particular about myself that allows me to keep them coming at the speed? And until I did that work, girl, let me tell you something.
0: Not only did I dodge some bullets, I dodged some magazines. And I am here for it, and I love that you said that you were i love I love how you broke down each of the different days because i I got this download. I signed up um on a Sunday, and I started it I think the day after the day after that, Monday or Tuesday, and I absolutely loved it and the workbooks that associated with it and I love that you t- when you told me about this, right before I even downloaded it, we were in a clubhouse room together, and you told me that. This was going to be something that was doing the healing, doing the reflecting, doing the inner work that we all need to be doing as like high-performing entrepreneurs and business women to get to a point where we can actually implement towards who we're trying to be. Right, That's kind of what I took from what you said. And I was ready. I mean, the workbooks were thorough, several pages for each of the different workbooks, and it makes you think. And I, I think the one that stuck out to me is the the one about yeah i think it was the workbook that talked about friendships and relationships and to your point about meeting you know the same guy over and over I've, i feel like a lot of us have done that maybe it's not a guy maybe it's a job maybe it's not a job maybe it's a girl maybe it's not a girl maybe it's it's something else a friendship but or a client it could be anything and we sometimes we get that same lesson over and over and we have to figure out what the deal is because the common denominator is what is us And taking the next necessary steps to move forward. And what's crazy is most people don't do that. I don't think most people stop to reflect or even honestly, I don't even think most people even notice unless sometimes somebody else says something, whether it's a friend that's like, girl, you've been here before, or a therapist or somebody on the outside, you know, who can try to like, who's known that person long enough, but that's the thing too. So. I love doing the the deep work on this. And the reason why is because for me in my journey as an entrepreneur and just as somebody who's really big into personal development and self-help, like I just love it. When you go deep, And you get into the nitty gritty of who you are, what your hangups are, what your idiosyncrasies lay, like what's going on with you and unpeel and unravel those parts of you that need to be unraveled and unlayered. Like you get to some really good stuff and it helps you shed the stuff that you don't need in order to move forward. And that's what I love about doing it. And I know that for some people, they're like, I just want to get to the money. Like, "Eh, I don't want to talk about my feelings and this and that and like getting into yourself. And, you know, I'm just trying trying to execute. I'm just trying to hustle. I'm just trying to grind. I'm just trying to get there. I'm trying to get the money. And it's just this very masculine, like egocentric sort of, vibe about being successful and and manifesting what you want and it's just to me not as effective Um, every single time i have done the work on myself it has always paid me back in multiple ways every time i've gone in and i've done reflecting and i've gone in and just reviewed things and sat with things whether it was the money mindset piece right i'm gonna have another natalie on the show at some point this this year uh, and we're going to be talking about money, but she talks a lot about, and every every money or, or financial person that you, you really do talk to, they tend to ask you about your money hangups, right? They want to dive into that. Sure, sure, sure. You want to make money, but like, let's talk about where your mind is, you know, and where your past has kind of led you to today. And doing that work clears the path. It literally clears the path so that you can move forward without tripping, literally and figuratively over stuff that you just don't need to be tripping over. So I absolutely love it. And it sounds like, I mean, I've seen you posting people's testimonials on your page. It looks like people have been really reflecting back on this. Have you had anybody say anything really that you maybe weren't expecting or any aha moments that people have shared with you that you thought were kind of cool from doing the challenge? Yeah,
1: definitely. There's been quite a few. the funny thing is, because this brings clarity, you would think, "Oh well, I I'm clear. I know who I am. I know what I want." Or if you're a coach, you'd think, "Oh, that's something I teach." I had someone on Clubhouse yesterday who's a coach, and I I never met her before, but you know, a mutual friend of ours had brought her to the room to give her testimony about the challenge, and she said that the things that she does for her client she didn't realize she was not doing that for herself. And that happens so often, you know, growing up they said a good shoemaker didn't have a good shoe, right? A person who was great at nails didn't always have the best nails or a good dressmaker didn't always have the best dress. And I believe, I don't know what you guys say here in the US but I believe that's old and stale. There's so many people out here who are helping people win. And they're not winning right and then you feel like an imposter because you're looking and you're saying wow this person is doing this amount this person is showing up Uh, my methodology is helping them why can't i help myself well most of the time to go forward you must first uh, revisit your past because there's some there's usually some reflection that needs to happen on your past in order for you to go forward. And it's like doing an audit, right? And it's exactly why the SEC, and I don't think it's an outdated system, it's exactly why the SEC requires and requests an audit, uh, you know, a clean audit in order um, for companies to be able to share their earnings, right? And, you know, a lot of people get excited when Apple and You know, and Tesla and all the different major companies share their earnings. But understand that your confidence from these earnings are coming from the fact that there was an audit. And this audit is a reflection on the past activity for the last 12 months and then compared over the last three to five uh, years. Right. And so knowing that you can see, is there any discrepancies? Right. Of course, things are not going to work out. Of course, there's going to be some issues. Of course, as um, Whitney says, you might fall off or something might fall. But is it extreme? Is there a big thing? I mean, one of the things we say in audit is, is there going concern, right? A lot of us are in business and you're thinking, okay, you're the CEO. You're a solopreneur. Your business rises and falls on you. And so one of the things that incorporate we do is a, is a health check, right? And not just a, a mental health check, but the overall check of the CEOs that are running publicly traded organization. People want to know that the person who's making decision and guiding the vision is solid. They want to know that you don't have some crap in your life. And believe it or not, one of the major contributing factors for your life is your mindset, your health. The relationships that you're a part of, these are major contributing factors to how you produce and how you perform. As Whitney said, when we got introduced, I am a performance coach. And the reason I'm not just a business coach and I'm not just a mindset coach, right? And instead I'm, an, I'm a performance coach is because I look for all of the areas where you have gaps. I look for areas that could keep you crippled and I go to work on those areas with you so that then we can make up whatever strategy, maybe one to two things to be able to get you in the direction that you're going. And you're thinking, I just want to go towards the money. I promise you, you can do all the things that the gurus are doing and still not get to the money if you are not in alignment with a belief, with a mindset with a thinking, with a behavior, with the attitude and, 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 and this, uh, the, the superconscious as well as the subconscious system that gives you the reticular activating performance that will attract the life that you say you desire versus the one that you hate.
0: Yes. Yes, yes, you can, and I'm I'm so happy that so many people are doing this work and having these types of realizations about themselves and about their businesses and about their future. Because you know, society is bombarding us with so many different things online and on social, and just in general, um, with like the work culture, the work ethic, and just doing things a certain way and with a certain energy and. You know, it really does help to go there. It really does help to go there. So I'm glad that you brought that up. And y'all, if you're interested, I mean, I'll link it in the show notes if you want to do the five day challenge. And so, I want to talk about the the new year. And you know, 2022 is here. I'm excited. A lot of people are excited. January is a month of just power. It's my birthday month. It's this. It's the start of the new year. It's a time where people are, you know, (laughs) pretending to do all their New Year's resolutions for a few weeks. And like, there's so much hope. But how do we? move forward in 2022 and really hold on to that same energy while we are manifesting the things that we so desperately and deeply desire?
1: So quick answer for that question, and then I'll give you the real answer. It's a quick real answer, but I'll give you the other one, is you should probably be starting in October, right? So that when January gets here, you would have had more practice. But uh, look at the time. It's already past October but for, for, you know, for those of you who listen to this 2022 in October or later, I want you to refer back to this or at least tag it or save it or bookmark it, you know, and put something in your calendar to revisit this end of September to, to prepare in October. You should be preparing in October. I say that especially most of you on here, your business professionals or your budding or aspiring or already seasoned entrepreneurs you must treat your life like a corporation. If you want to see results, you must treat it like that. And so you have to think about planning. You know, if you're planning something, you cannot plan the thing in the time. I mean, you can and get results. But if you're talking about change, change takes anywhere from 21 uh, to 160 days depends on the, the biology of the person depends on If there are traumas involved, if there's massive amount of neurohealing involved, right? So I want people to understand that whatever you're looking for, it's looking for you, but you have to align yourself to it. So the real answer, if you're listening to this in January, which you are, uh, first of all, just because we have a construct of 12 calendar months doesn't mean that you are behind, right? So if you're falling to 12 calendar months, fine. But if you're not, that's great too. There are companies who's like the government, the United States government year end is in September, right? So that means that their year started in October and it ends in September, which is how I kind of run things for myself because the rest of the world is three months behind. So what you can do is decide when your year starts and then you can give yourself grace. So I, I have this acronym that I say and it's PACE, Right. P is for planning, right? The first thing you have to do is consider where do you see yourself? Where do you wanna end? Who do you see yourself as at the end of 2022? And then also look, um, cast forward to at least another five years in the future And then another 10 years. Where do you see yourself? What kind of legacy do you want to leave? Who do you want to be remembered as? What do you want to be remembered for? What do you want to accomplish? Right. And then you come now and you break it down into minor things. Right. You know, what kind of steps could you take daily Uh, weekly, monthly, in order for you to build momentum to be that person. So for instance, if by the end of the year, I have a desire to run a 10K or a half marathon or a marathon, then I want to look at, okay, what kind of training would have to be involved? And then I'm going to break that all the way down into how could I accomplish something every single week Right. What would I have to do every day in order for that to happen? Maybe I'm not even a jogger right now. Right. Could I um, park further? Could I walk extra miles? Uh, Could I get myself a coach? Could I change the way I eat? What kind of eating? How does a runner eat? You know, how does a runner sleep? What kind of shoes uh, will make it easier for you? What kind of massages would you probably want to invest in? Do you want to spend time around runners? Do you want to listen to a running podcast? Do you want to run in journal? Do you want to change your clothes? What's What times of the year do you want to run, right? So it's beginning to build from the position of the vision that you already are the person that you desire to be. You already are doing the thing that you desire to do. And then do the smallest version of that every single day and create momentum doing that. If you try, for instance, you want to have a certain type of body and you decide that, oh, I want to be, let's throw out a number and say a size eight. I want to be a size eight. And let's say for just for numbers purposes, by the way, all sizes are welcome here. Um, for, For numbers purposes, you are currently a size 14 and you've been a size eight before, but something happened maybe health wise and you got thrown off, Right. And COVID happened and, you know, was COVID-20 and then something else happened. It doesn't matter, right? It's in the past. Now we get to choose our future. The first thing you're going to look at is what are some things that you can do daily? You know, can you increase your water intake? Uh, Can you manage what you're eating? Can you journal what you're eating? Because I can tell you something. When I pay attention to what I'm spending, I know what I'm spending. When I pay attention to what I eat, I know what I eat. And I'm not saying count calories, I'm not saying anxious, I'm saying become aware of the activities that you're performing, because your activities, your thoughts and your actions will produce a result. And if the results you want don't align, then align your activities, your thoughts. So I would say um, one of the things that I help my clients do is identify the vision of who you want to be, break that down into specific, measurable, attainable achievable, realistic, uh, rational, uh, time-sensitive goals, right? And uh, that's what we call a SMART acronym. You can always Google that, right? And for me, it's like somebody says, you know, I want to be able to launch my business by this year. Well, SMART goal might be, you know, by July of 2022, I will launch my hair care business with, it, with the first four products where I will at least be able to have a margin of 45% and I will sell my first 100 boxes uh, by then. Well, that's a very specific, it's time sensitive. I know what the margin is and I can go to work. I can work backward. Then the next thing is who would you need to accomplish this goal? What kind of professionals, what kind of support, what kind of team What are the gaps? Do you need a coach? Do you need a mentor? Do you need a banker? Do you need a realtor? One of my clients is buying her first home uh, this year. So we identify what's the best time of the year for her to buy, because she started planning in October, right? So we already know that she's gonna start looking in the uh, city Where she wants to live, she's already booked the trip for her and her mom to go travel in February. And we already know the assistance program. If she wants to use them, her credit is already in the eight hundreds. And we already know that she will have just under forty thousand dollars saved by the time she's ready to buy that house. And we already know that she's not going to need all of that money and how much she's going to need for um, for furniture because she's gone furniture shopping. She's budgeted the number and then put a. A period, a certain percentage above it for in case of emergency or in case something happens. So I want to say know the vision, get specific, understand who you'll need on your team to make it happen. Identify those people, start building the relationships, and then start going after that thing little by little. As I said, in February, she's already looking at properties. Uh, she already know realtors. She's already looking at deposit assistance if she ever needs it. She already is looking at different ways to pay that mortgage when she gets it. We already have a, an account set up where she's pretending to pay mortgage now so that she's not waiting until she buys it to have to adjust her personality to be a homeowner. She's already living like a homeowner based on the accounts that we have set up for her. So those are just a few things. So when I say pace yourself, plan, and then start practicing. The ACE, I can give that another time.
0: Okay. Well, I'm with you. And, you know, when you started talking about the goal setting and the vision, I mean, that's 100% what I spend so much of my time doing and working with people on. Um, So ladies and gentlemen listening, if if you are trying to get some movement going and it doesn't matter where you are, right? I love that you mentioned Natalie before that, you know, your year can really kind of start whenever I don't, but what I'm saying is if you, if you are trying to accomplish something within a certain period of time, right? right? You, you have to get yourself and your ducks in a row so that you can move forward and start to move the needle on it. And that can happen at any time. You can decide tomorrow that you want to get a G wagon. You can decide next weekend that you want to, you know, fix your credit. You can, you can do all kinds of stuff whenever, right? It doesn't always happen at the top of the year. I can tell you right now, a lot of the goals that I set for myself were absolutely not at the top of the year. So, you know, my program is, is, is always enrolling or it's on a, a, what is it called? A, um, a
1: running enrollment. And I guess it depends too. They have to think about, you know, in planning, they have to think about the lifestyle that you want to have. So, so for instance, for me, I take two months vacation, right? So you want to think about, okay, when do you want to earn? Right. So even your Mm -hmm. income, people say, well, divided by 12 months, I don't want to work 12 months. right? Right. I know that I want to work anywhere from nine to 10 months, right? So once you understand that assignment, then you can begin to work backwards from there to say, okay, when do I need to hit this goal by and how can I break that down into smaller
0: achievements? Exactly. I spend so much of my time working backwards. I mean, it's 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 honestly how you're able to fit things into the time allotment that you've got. And then you can always, it also helps you gauge so that you're not always just winging it. Um, and I love how you said being specific. I talk a lot about smart goals, right? And, and what that means. And I'll definitely have some graphics for you guys to show that. I'm sure many of you have seen it. It's a quick Google search, but understanding the types of goals. If you are at the top of January and you are not ready and you don't feel ready and you're not planned out for Q1, for Q2 at all, definitely reach out to me and we can get you where you need to go. Um, I will say that the inner work though, that Natalie is talking about is absolutely crucial to a lot of the success that I think a lot of people listening to the show want. So take the time, do the work, Be prepared. You know, at the end of the day, even when you look at the type of coaching that I do with the goal setting and the accountability, if, and I had to learn this myself the hard way, because I wasn't clear on my vision, because I hadn't done some of the work that I needed to do for me, it was really difficult at a lot of different times for me to execute on the goals that I had laid out for myself. It was like the inner Whitney, right? The all knowing Whitney knew what I was capable of where I was supposed to be headed where I really truly wanted to be and wanted to go but there was something right the the other version of myself that wasn't there yet the physical version of myself wasn't there so I had to do that work to connect the two once we got connected it was like you know charging your phone. It's like, boom, we're ready to go. Let's do this. But until I got to that point, it was difficult. So I will definitely say, you know, work on that, continue to boost yourself. We all have so many episodes this year with different guests talking about different topics to help you build yourself from different levels, whether it's, you know, the personal development side, whether it's the financial side, whether it's the emotional side, whether it's the physical fitness side, whatever. We're going to talk to people from a variety of backgrounds and expertises, but I just want you to hear that there is so much that's possible for you and that you can have a past that's full of different things and trials and tribulations. And you could have also lived multiple lives in one, right? I think a lot of us do, but regardless of your past, regardless of your 2020, regardless of your 2021, regardless of all that other stuff right? In 2022, it is possible to have an amazing year. So please definitely take some time, tap in with Natalie on Instagram, get on her social media and actually add us on Clubhouse. If you're on Clubhouse, even if you don't really speak on Clubhouse and it's not really your jam, if you have an account, if you have access, get on there and start listening to folks. There's so much great content out there and people who are having dope conversations. And I really feel like you can meet some incredible people. I think 2022 is going to end up being the year that me basically showcasing through my podcast all of the incredible people that I happened to meet on clubhouse in 2020 and twenty twenty one because I met so many amazing people, so this is the very first of many natalie i, I want I just want I want to give you the mic. I want you to say anything on your heart that you didn't say that you want to say, anything that you're feeling called to say, and then anything that we may have forgotten to talk about. So I'm going to hand you the mic.
1: Wow. So first of all, I want to say thank you for allowing me to uh, to speak to your audience. I know that you've know, you worked really hard uh, putting this together, built it uh, long before I met you. So to open this door and this opportunity for me to be able to speak to them, I appreciate that. I want to say that publicly that you're doing an amazing job not just here on the podcast but in general you know opening spaces creating spaces to encourage and empower not just women uh everybody right because you and i talk to uh, different type of people for what i want to say i want to encourage people you know we talked heavily on the personal development aspects uh if you're out there and you know you're doing business and you're ready to go to the next level with your business. Uh, maybe your business is already doing six or multiple six-figure. Maybe you're on here and your business is doing seven-figure, but you're ready to uh, to move and look at restructuring, and realigning your processes, your systems, get your staff in alignment with the vision, get your 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 people on one accord, and move in the direction that you're looking to go. Launch a new product. I would definitely love to hear from you. If you have any questions, slide up in my DM on uh, Instagram. Also, I have a link. You can definitely book a call and that will be in the show notes as well. But I want to encourage people with a business that you know a business is, is not easy. It's challenging. And as you're growing, uh, so too is the business. And sometimes it feels as though your business is growing in a different direction from you, especially when you start having multiple staff and multiple different clients with multiple needs you start feeling like the original intent uh it's much bigger than you and that's a good thing i want to encourage you that you know you sit down and you give yourself room to be able to work on you and also be able to work on your business Uh, do not be intimidated by it if you start to feel like you know you started out burning desire and now You're feeling like, is this even me? Is this even what I want? It is normal. It's like a marriage, you know, you are beginning to grow. And sometimes in a marriage, two people who are in the same vision feel like they're going in a different direction. So you have to intentionally realign the vision, realign yourself with that vision and see whether or not do you want to be continue to be the CEO of that company, and how you would need to develop in order for you to be the CEO, who is not gonna be the lid, but gonna um, expand the lid and take the lid to the next level so that you don't operate under the law of the lid where people aren't able to grow, your company isn't able to grow because you are not expanding and growing. So please reach out to me. I would love to encourage you some more. Uh, if you are you know, in corporate and you are working your business, And you're ready to take it from being a side hustle. Like you've seen that it does four figures a month, five figures a month, and you see the potential for it to do multiple six figures, but you're not understanding how to structure it properly to be able to grow it profitably and understand the difference between earnings before interest and taxes versus just general revenue. You hear people talking about growing, you know, earnings, uh, but you don't know the difference between just general revenues and. Earnings before interest and taxes, so you're not feeling overwhelmed. I would love to talk to you as well so that you can get clear to see what kind of strategies, not just strategies, but implementation uh, you can put in place so that you can activate and go to the next level. I'm ready to speak to some people who are ready to do the work because to work with me is really work. Uh, But it's worth it. And on average, I can say, Whitney, um, my client, my business clients, they grow, um, whether they're entrepreneur or corporate. They're growing um, anywhere between 250 to 460% on average. Um, You know, the entrepreneurs are on the higher side, the corporations are on the lower side for obvious reasons, right? Um, But the return on investment is massive and I'm ready to work with people who are serious. Um, And if you're not yet at that level, check out the challenge. I promise you the challenge is work. And uh, if you have any questions, Any friend of Whitney is a friend of mine. Anyone from the Society Network and Spill is is someone that I want to support because Whitney is very supportive. And so if you have a question, there's no question that's too small or too big. I would love to be able to answer it for you and support you as well. Maybe I won't be as hands-on, but I'll be able to support you as well.
0: Yay! Thank you for that. Um, y'all know where to find Natalie. I'll make sure I put her information in the show notes. Everything will be there, so check her out. Make sure you are following her on Instagram at Winning Natalie. Make sure you're following myself at Whitney Danielle Co underscore on Instagram and the and the at Network and Spill page too. I will be posting a lot over there. So the other thing I would I would really encourage you guys to do if you heard something inspiring or at least uplifting or at least motivating, whatever, and you enjoyed this episode, definitely start, let's start the year off right with some reviews. If you have an iPhone, if you know someone who does, if you have an iPad, you can, I almost said iPod, if you have an iPad, you can go into the Apple podcast app and actually click on the show, like Google the show in there, go all the way down to the bottom and you can actually leave a five-star review and say something sweet or funny or nice um, or encouraging, right there, and start the year off having done a good deed. Because I will promise you right now, I'm going to ask multiple times to leave a review. So you might as well just kind of get it over with now, so that it's done, um, and just send the good juju out there. The more reviews, the better. I really like the reviews. It's it's definitely a, a metric that I, I I I hold a lot of weight to, right? It's it's more. And I would say it's also more exciting than like Instagram followers or Facebook friends. Like This is what I care about, reviews, the number of actual, lovely, written reviews. So go ahead and do that. Um, And make sure that you are following us um, also on Clubhouse because we're going to go live. We're going to go live on Instagram in a few days. So if you listen to this live, I love you, number one. Number two, if you listen to – I mean live, I mean like on go live date on Thursday because I drop episodes on Thursday. I always have. Um, except if I drop them on Friday because we were late, but I normally drop them on Friday or on Thursdays. So if you're watching, if you're listening, um, make sure you drop by our IG live. We're going to do that on Tuesday evening. Um, at some point we'll drop the time. You follow the IG stories. it will let you know, but we're going to go live Tuesday night after this episode goes live. Um, and if you're watching this, like, or listening to this way later, you can find the replay of the IG Live and get more juicy information. You learn, obviously learn more about Natalie and ask any questions, right? It's not too late. It's not too late to ask a question. Um, and then obviously share some love, you know, send some love to the IG um, Live. And if you get a chance, if you're on Clubhouse, we will also be hosting a room over there. We love Clubhouse. We are Clubhouse Queens. I mean, come on, we're, I love audio. Audio is my jam. Video is cool whatever, but I love audio. So this is my happy place. So Clubhouse is kind of where I just naturally gravitate. If you're over there, we'll definitely do a room on Clubhouse. We'll tell you the title, we'll tell you whatever, but that's going to be on Clubhouse. So tap into us over there and I will link both of our Clubhouse profiles so that you can make sure you tap in. But I mean, come on, we're very easy to find on Clubhouse. You just type in our names. So Having said that, I really appreciate you all for tuning in to the very first episode of 2022 and of my relaunch of Network and Spill. It means a lot to me and I'm just, I'm so pumped for the year. I really am. I wish you all the very, very best. If you have a friend that's into podcasts or says they want to listen to more podcasts, but they need good ones, please feel free to share this with a friend. Don't forget. And you know what? If you share this on at the end of the episode, right, I will definitely share and and screenshot this for and put it on both of my pages. So go ahead, send that screenshot of you listening and tuning into the show. I would love to do that. And that's it. Natalie, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. I really, 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 really do. Thank you, Whitney. And thank you all. Yes, thank you. Okay, and thank you all for tuning in. We'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. I'll see you on IG Live. I'll see you in these clubhouse streets. But that's it for now, y'all. Happy New Year. Cheers.